it's time for NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. Welcome back, folks. It's a new year. NEC Women's Basketball's conference schedule has tipped off in earnest, and we will be here every week to bring you through the rest of the NEC Women's Basketball season. Let's start how we usually do and take a look at where they stand. Now, nine of the 10 NEC teams have played at least two conference games this season. All of those games came in the form of back-to-back two-game sets at the same site. St. Francis Brooklyn has played a league-high six NEC games, and the Terriers have some ground to make up in the standings. As a result, we look at the top of the Northeast Conference standings, and that would be the other St. Francis, St. Francis U from Loretto, Pennsylvania. They are 4-0 in league play, besting their 3-1 conference start from last year, which was the first season under head coach Kayla Whittington. St. Francis U at the top. You can see that Mount St. Mary's is also undefeated in conference play. The Mount ended a 33-day hiatus, finally tipped off the league schedule on January 7th. They swept the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers at Knott Arena, so the NEC preseason favorite is back on the court and back in the win column. Still very early as each of these 10 teams aims to play 18 conference games. Merrimack, unfortunately, is the lone Northeast Conference team who has yet to step on the court this season due to some COVID-19 related pauses. But we expect the Warriors to be back in action at some point this month. So there you have it, folks. Still early on, but we are underway in Northeast Conference women's basketball. She gets buckets. Now, I mentioned that the Mount is back on the court following a 33-day layoff. And their senior star, Kendall Brzee, is back at it getting buckets. Brzee started off a bit slow in the first two non-conference games back in November, making just five of her first 23 field goal attempts. But in the three games since then, the Mount senior small forward hitting at nearly 50% from the field and in the NEC opening series against St. Francis, Brooklyn, she was in fuego. She did it all in the opener, 20 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. She followed that up with another double, double of 18 points and 11 rebounds. So she averaged a league high 19 points per contest last week Hence, Kendall Brzee is the reigning NEC Women's Basketball Player of the Week presented by Pilot Penn. 
So she's back on the court with her Mount teammates, and she's back at it. Kendall Brzee is getting buckets. And now it's time for our Twitter timeout, and we bring in our special guest, our NEC women's basketball insider, Craig D'Amico. What do you have for us on this week's tweet sheet? Well, Ralph, I'm all over the socials for you. Don't worry. I got it covered. And our tweet of the week comes from Dan Gardell, our good friend in the Northeast Conference. And uh, he tweeted a, a great article that he wrote for Sacred Heart University. Sacred Heart women's basketball freshman Kelsey Wood has been the most impressive newcomer to Sacred Heart. The AP Athletics alum breaks down her expectations for this season and how a single phone call from Sacred Heart made her recruitment much easier. We highly recommend you go check out that article. In that article, Dan goes into details about the big phone call that she got from Jess Minetti, where Coach Minetti said, I'm ending my recruitment of post players. You're the one. And I got to tell you what, Ralph, I had a chance to see Kelsey Wood in person calling our first NEC TV game this past Thursday at the pitch at the pit center. And going into the game, Coach Minetti was telling me how she reminds her a lot of another great Sacred Heart player from the past, Kat Haynes. And that's high praise from, from, a, from a freshman just coming in four games into her career. The last player that Coach Minetti uh, gave that kind of high praise to that early on was Adrian Haygood. And that's worked out pretty well for Sacred Heart. Uh, you know, talking with Coach Minetti, uh, Kelsey has seen tape of Cat Haynes. She's aware of the comparison. Um, hasn't had a chance to talk with Cat yet, although maybe that can come up down the road here. Those Sacred Heart alums are are very close to the program, so I'm sure they'll their their paths will cross at some point. But uh, you you could definitely see the comparison when you see her out there on the court. I was impressed in particular with her passing game. She she gives some good feeds from the post. High low game was working well. You could definitely see the potential in just a handful of, of games into her career. So uh, definitely check out that article from Dan Gardella, but also make sure you check out Kelsey Wood on the court. She's going to be a player to watch for Sacred Heart in the years to come. And you got a chance to see her up close and personal in the first Northeast Conference featured game of the season. You were on the call last week for Wagner Sacred Heart on ESPN plus. So you're just the guy I want to talk to when it comes to Kelsey Wood. Of course, you mentioned Cat Haynes, a all Northeast conference performer. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Craig, but she had one of the few triple doubles in Northeast conference history that involved block shots. So Cat Haynes, certainly a name that we know one that impresses. And certainly if, Coach Minetti is considering Kelsey Wood to have that sort of potential. That is a great compliment for the first-year pioneer. We'll have more with Craig later. That was our Twitter timeout. Let's move along on the show and take a look at stats. Amazing. Now, we haven't played as many games as we'd have liked to thus far this season, but we have still plenty of 20-point performances to sort through. And that, my friends, is what has amazed me thus far. 13 different players in the Northeast Conference have reached the 20-point plateau in a game this year. Of course, 
Emma McCamish from Central Connecticut State with the NEC single game season high 30 points in conference competition back in December. Emma, of course, one of 13 NEC players to hit the 20-point plateau. And, of course, three-time NEC Player of the Week, Brooke Bajelko, is there. She eclipsed the 20-point mark in non-conference wins over New Hampshire and Iona. Then, in two games against NEC member St. Francis Brooklyn, back-to-back 19-point performances. So Brooke was just off on two more 20-point efforts. But the bottom line is there has been no shortage of scoring in the Northeast Conference thus far this season. Brooke Bajelko, one of 13 players with at least one 20-point game to her credit thus far. And stats, my friends, is amazing. And now as we roll along here on our podcast, we bring Craig D'Amico back into the fold. It's time to hear what's going on in Craig's corner. Craig, what do you got for us? Well, I want to take a look back, but also a look ahead. First, I got to tell you how great it was to be back in an NEC gym last week for the first time in 10 months. It's been since last March that I had a chance to be there in person. So getting to the Pitt Center this week uh, was was absolutely incredible experience uh, to be back in it with NEC basketball. Um, the one thing that stood out to me from the past this past week, there were uh, three sets of, of two-game series going on. You had St. Francis and LIU. You had the game we were at, Sacred Heart and Wagner. And then you had Mount St. Mary's and St. Francis, Brooklyn. And the thing that caught my eye that was similar in all three, if you go to the second game, the Friday game, the last 10 minutes, man, it is going to be a grind all season with these back-to-back games. Players, you know, giving it their all with such grit and fight, maybe, you know, running on fumes to get to the finish line. All four of those, or all three of those fourth quarters on Friday were really close fights to the finish and if that's what we're going to see with all these back-to-back day series the rest of the season I don't know if fun is the right word but it's going to be interesting to watch um the you know sweeping a double header this year in the NEC it's not going to be easy if you sweep a series I mean that could be the difference for making the playoffs and not if you get one or two sweeps along the way so um I, I thought it was really interesting the game we were at Wagner hadn't played in 27 days they come right out and you know Kem Wabadu comes in, big presence in the post that first game, helping Wagner get the win after not playing for four weeks. Then, you know, Mount St. Mary's, they say, Wagner, you haven't played in four weeks? Hold my Gatorade Cup, I guess. Uh, they hadn't played in 33 days since no, December the 5th. But they come out and they do get a sweep of St. Francis Brooklyn, although both those games were very close, an eight-point eight win and a six-point win. Kendall Brzee, you mentioned double-doubles both games. Bridget Burkhead knocking down threes. And in the second game, Mount made the plays at the end when they needed to. And then how about SFU? They they were down 14 points to LIU late, and they had a second half for the ages to come back and win that game, stay undefeated. St. Francis, 
they're the number one scoring defense right now in conference play. Uh, it's something that maybe you wouldn't think for say, SFU. We're used to all the, the scoring going on uh, with, with three balls. Well, they're they're not shooting threes at a rate that they were a couple years ago. And they're the number one scoring D in conference play, only allowing 58 points per game. And they have a balanced scoring attack with Swagger, Murphy, DePaul, Mastalone, Lily, Benzil, Sam Miller is there as well. So th- this is a, a red flash team that not only got past the Sharks, but had a big comeback and a great effort in both games to do it. And that sets up what's coming up here this week. You have two games that I'm really looking forward to. The TV game, Bryant-St. Francis. Two unbeatens at the top of the standings. Um, we're looking forward to it. SFU has won six in a row. Bryant has been on a it's been a while since they took the court. So how will they be when they come back? That'll be interesting to watch. And then you got Mount St. Mary's Sacred Heart, a game that with the jumbled schedule all of a sudden pops up here this week. It's preseason one versus preseason two at the Pitt Center. So really looking forward to those two matchups coming up this week, Ralph. And I am too, Craig. And you mentioned St. Francis U. They are the hottest team in the Northeast Conference right now. They have won six in a row, non-conference wins over Towson and Kent State, and then two NEC sweeps. So they're two for two in those back-to-back two-game sets that we've employed this year uh, to make things run a little more smoothly due to the pandemic. But with that said, as Craig mentioned, we have plenty of NEC hoops action coming up this week. Schedules are flexible, folks, so please make sure you keep it locked to northeastconference.org. We'll always update that schedule with the latest changes. And then necfrontrow.com, you can watch all of the games there for free and in HD. And, of course, we have our featured games package, uh, We'll have more from that later this month. Craig will get back out on the road. But before that, we'll hear from Craig again next week because we're back with NEC women's basketball on the run. This was episode number one of 2021. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Ralph Ventry. Enjoy your NEC WBB.